We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We started last week. It got your attention. It got everybody's attention. And we're going to bring it back and do it each and every week until the end of the NFL regular season. It is the Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee. Like they did every Tuesday in college football part of the playoff committee rankings. That's what we do when it comes to the NFL teams. There's going to be the top four and two in the outside looking in among the top eight teams in the National Football League. Last week, the 49ers were one. The Ravens were two. The Eagles were three. The Chiefs were four. The Cowboys were five. And the Dolphins were six. Now, we're not going to strangle each other like we almost threatened to do last week. Are you sure? Uh, no, I'm really not sure. Because I guarantee you there was almost blood on the floor involving me and Harry and Shannon Penn and Devin Kane, our producers. So we're going to try to make it as civil as possible, which means I'm flat out telling a lie because that's not going to be the case. You can win on your top four. Triple eight, say ESPN. 888-729-3776. How would you rank the four best teams in the NFL? Well, I would say this, Freddie, like Dak Prescott when he's ready for the snap. Here we go! There you go. <laughs> well done by you. So we bring in Shannon Penn, our producer. Devin Kane, they're going to be the ones that will combat anything we have to say. So we never start from number six. We always start with number one. All right, Harry, who's on your list? Who's I have one? the San Francisco 49ers, especially okay. because after they boat, ro- boat uh, raced the Seattle Seahawks, you look at the strength of schedule, it's eighth in the country right now. You look at their signature wins, mm-hmm. Cowboys, Jaguars, Eagles. But I think it's the mat, the manner that they're winning these games in and the yeah. eye test, right? Yep. They're physically imposing their will on their opponents, mm-hmm. and they're looking really good right now. Yeah, they're the most balanced team in the National Football League. I'm not talking about offensively. I'm not talking about defensively. I'm talking about period. Yeah. They're the most balanced team, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, Attitude, ability, talent, check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't believe we'll get any disagreement from the peanut gallery mm. known as Shannon Penn and Devin Kane. Although, once again, I stand corrected. I mean, you mean what? I mean, Brock Purdy. I mean, he's all right. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm about to say, wait a minute. I didn't realize Devin Kane invaded your body and took over when it comes Whoa. to Brock Purdy. <laughs> Ultimate did, pause there. What, what, <laughs> did, did he? Oh, Shannon. Excuse me. <laughs> I knew you and Dev was close. I, I was that damn close. I don't know why I said that. Oh, my God. You think I would have learned by now. After three months of this show, apparently not when it comes to stuff like that. So we all agree the 49ers is number one, right? Right. Good. We can yeah. move on. Number two. All right, Harry, who's your second best team? All right, I got the Baltimore Ravens, right? Okay. And, uh, they, found a way, they found a way to win this past weekend. Uh, Lamar Jackson was phenomenal in the pocket. I think mm-hmm. his ascension in that area is going to help this football team in the long run as well. Got a, right. a, a touchdown on the punt return mm-hmm. to seal the game. Mm-hmm. That defense, I still like them. I have them as the number two team in the country. When you look at all three of the losses, Freddie, they, this team literally could easily be undefeated right now. Okay. 
I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys at number oh. two. I'm going to go with them. I think the way that they're playing and ascending, they quieted a lot of people, not by beating Philadelphia, but by the way they dominated the Philadelphia Eagles. I still have concerns about both of these teams because we still have to see it in the playoffs. That's the main concern when it comes to Baltimore and Dallas. But an additional concern for me is when the Baltimore Ravens get a lead, they seem to forget to play football. They seem to forget yeah. about holding on to those leads. But I'm going to take Dallas. I think Dallas is playing a little bit better than the Baltimore Ravens right now. I have them as my number two team. So now we go to the committee. Now they got to be the voices of reason or completely unreasonableness. We'll start with Shannon Penn. Shannon, what about you? Totally agree with you, Freddie Coleman. It's the Dallas Cowboys okay. are the second best team right now. Right. They got the favor for MVP and Rain Dakota Prescott. They are out here sending messages. They are hitting people in the face repeatedly. And when you think it's <laughs> enough, they'll hit them again. <laughs> The Cowboys right now have been one of the most impressive teams during this last stretch of games. It's the Cowboys, undoubtedly. Right now, okay. Cowboys number two. All right, Devin Kane. I mean, I'm, I'm in. We're in agreement. Cowboys, really? Yeah. That's your Brock Purdy hate coming an, through this, now. For me, this is an eye test thing. Okay. Big time eye test. They look real good. All right. And I almost put them at one. Really? Over the 49ers? Almost. Stop. Come on now. Even I, I wouldn't do that. I wish you would have came Almost. in today I wish and you, said that. Uh, so do I. I wish I, you had I done that been now. A, I would have been on your ass like white on rice, Pauls. <laughs> Even I'm a Cowboys Pauls. fan. I'm, I I'm been not putting you. them above the San Francisco 49. <laughs> no way in hell I'm putting them above that team. The Cowboys are definitely better now than when they played the San Francisco 49s in October. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But better than San Francisco, the Cowboys been terrific. Well, the 49 has been otherworldly ever since that three-game losing streak. Well, can I say this? When you look at the Dallas Cowboys and how they barely beat the Seattle Seahawks, did did the Ravens struggle with that football team? They did not st- struggle with the football team. They did not struggle with but that But the Ravens team. lost to the Colts when they had no business losing to the Colts. The Ravens lost to the Steelers when they had no business losing to the Steelers. Go on. They lost to the Cleveland Browns. They should have won that ball game, lost 33-31, to 31, had a double-digit lead at home in the fourth quarter. There's only one team in the Cowboys' schedule that they had no business losing to, and that was the Arizona Cardinals. And like I said, oh. that was before they played the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to play like – we, we well, can do this, Harry. That's like plaids and stripes. That don't match. Uh, and you're going to try to play that kind of game. <laughs> okay, so you said the Baltimore Ravens lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Let me start. With, they lost to the Cleveland Browns. Let me start there. Okay. Okay. So currently, the Cleveland Browns have the five seed. Yes, they, do. they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who right. currently ha- are mm-hmm. in the six seed. Okay. They lost to the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. who are currently yeah. in the seven seed. We can play semantics any way you want, and that's fine. But at the same time, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, who realistically mm-hmm. should be undefeated, you had no business losing those games. You you shouldn't have okay. been that close to Los Angeles Rams. Went thirty seven to thirty one. You should have been that close to them. Hey, but, but they barely look, beat the look, look, Cardinals look, look. by seven. By the it, way, thirty one twenty four. It is the national. You talking about the Cardinals? I'm talking the about same, the, 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 Car- the same Cardinals that beat the Dallas. Cowboys. I'm using your parameters in terms no, 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 of all saying. these close wins with but they, the, and people that they lost to that are part of the playoff race so, now. So a part of this is common opponents and how you beat those common opponents. So we have two common opponents okay. that the Ravens and the Cowboys have. Right. One of those opponents. The Dallas Cowboys lost two. Yeah, but if we're, I'm using the eye test because that was then when they played a Seattle team that they completely dusted 37-3. to They did the same thing early in the year when they beat a Cleveland Browns team 28-3, to and that same Browns team beat them. The Ravens are still a terrific football team, but they've had their roads in the – they had their bumps in the road okay. that they've barely been able to avoid. 
had okay. a couple of let times. Me, let me ask you this: If it, and I don't have the example, I'm just I'm just pulling the room here. Yeah. If mm-hmm. the Cowboys and the Ravens played each other next week on a neutral, field, I'm taking the Ravens. Well, no, no, let me I'm ask you this: I'm what, taking the Cowboys. But who? What is what is Vegas? What's the line going to be? Is it going to favor the Cowboys? Probably Ravens by two. You think so? I think the Ravens. I think it favors the Cowboys. I, I think on a neutral so. field. I, I think that they'll do that to get suckers to go the other way and make money. That's what Las Vegas does when they set these lines. All right, who is it going to be? Who is going to be there, my sucker, so they can put us more money into the you, casinos? You want to know why? Also, I'm taking the Ravens in that matchup. What's that? Because of Lamar Jackson and the threat he poses in the run game. Okay, I'm going to take Dak Prescott, the threat he poses in the passing game. <laughs> I'll take that guy. <laughs> I'll take right, the threat. So, so we do have the Cowboys at two. We have the Cowboys at so, two. So that means we're going to put the Ravens at three. Ravens at three. Yes. yes. Ra- no doubt Ravens about it. Three. Three. Number four, there. this okay. is where it gets dicey. Yep. Number four. I, I think Shannon and, and Devin should tell us what y'all have at number four first. Nah, that's no fun. That's no fun here on the Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee. You let me know. I'm ready Harry to go. All right, go, ahead, all right. go ahead, so, Hey, if Harry wants it, it is Christmas season. We're in the giving mood as always. All right, Devin Kane, who's number four? We got 49ers one, Cowboys two, Ravens three. Who's number it's four? It's interesting because of the three teams we considered in this yeah. spot, right. they all lost this past weekend. Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles. Indeed. Right. Okay. So, who's number four? Who's we, number four? We went with the Eagles. Because okay. the Dolphins' loss is just inexcusable True. last night. True. So they're, they're, out they're out to us. Okay. The Chiefs and the Eagles, where we had we mm-hmm. had the discussion. Okay. But ultimately, we came up against the Eagles. They're, they're, yeah. they're 10 and 3. Right. They've, had, they've hit a bad stretch, but we're, we're confident Jalen Hurts to get it, get it going again. And we can't put the Lions in there after how they lost to Scott. Yeah, Bears. I don't think the Lions yeah. are. All right. All right, Harry, what about you? So I actually have the Eagles as well. And okay. when you look at this football team, they're still first in strength of schedule. Yep. And they do have key wins over the Dolphins, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, mm-hmm. and Vikings still. So yes. uh, I know they're on a two-game losing streak, mm. but this football team, I, I think the, bo- the entire body of work has to mean something. And, and it does mean something. I'm not just going to punish them severely and knock them out of the top six because of what happened in the last couple of weeks. Although when it comes to the Eagles, they're plus 21 in terms of point differential. The Cowboys are plus 188. I wonder, and I'm hoping to be wrong, because I always believe that teams that can win those tough, close games, those are the kind of teams you want in the playoffs. But if you're starting to struggle with the offensive line, because that's a problem if you're the Eagles. I didn't think I would say that, but that offensive line, teams have kind of had their way with them, even in games that the Eagles were able to win. But I go back to what the Jets defensive line did against them in the second half where Jalen Hurts couldn't shake them loose and he couldn't get any kind of away from any pressure or be comfortable in the pocket. And he was running for his life versus San Francisco and the Dallas Cowboys. If they're not able to fix that, I'm not going to say they're going to be in a tailspin, Harry, but also in those close losses that they avoided, they may not be able to avoid that no matter how the schedule is going to start to play in their favor when it comes to the final four games of the regular season. Ooh, this is getting dicey. All right, so now we're up to number five. So right now we got 49ers one, Cowboys two, Ravens three, Eagles four. So who's number five? Uh, number five is maybe a surprise to y'all, but mm-hmm. I looked at everything that they have going on. I put the Cleveland Browns at number five. Oh, and I was you. actually considering the Cleveland Browns for the number four spot. Okay. And here's why, Freddie. When mm-hmm. I looked at their strength of schedule, Okay. It's seventh in the National Football League right now, and mm-hmm. they have key wins over the the Forty uh, ers right. the Ravens, okay. the Jaguars, okay. the Steelers, okay. the Colts, mm-hmm. and the Bengals. Okay. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? 
It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So that's why I have them in that spot at number five. It's a compelling argument, but can't do it. Won't do it. Not putting them at number five. I'm going to go with the Chiefs at number five. I, th- they've lost games because of football idiocy involving the wide receiver position. Guys not lining up properly. Guys dropping passes and everything. They have an elite defense in the National Football League. They still have an elite quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and an elite tight end in Travis Kelsey. We can look at the eye test. My eyes tell me, you bums stop playing like bums, and this Chiefs <laughs> team is not 8-5. and five. They're probably 10-3, and three, probably 11-2. and two. As for, Think about it. Their wide receivers cost them games against the Lions, against the, the Packers, and against the Bills, where they're dropping passes or, or not doing what they're Broncos supposed to be doing. Well the, well, the Broncos just went away. Yeah, you're right. That one because play. Of the, they the, the turnovers, the, the turnover. drops. That's and... true. That, that's, that's completely fair. Completely fair. So if those bums stopped playing like bums, <laughs> this Chiefs team would be a lot better. So I, the Browns argument is really good. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs at number five. Shannon Penn, what about you? We're here. <laughs> I think they mean the Chiefs then. <laughs> I think they're going, I'm here. Okay. they're going to Kansas City Chiefs at five. Not for but, nothing, I just yeah. want to point out yeah. that Cam, who's APing with us today, yes. he has the exact same list as Harry so far. Shocking the two Georgia boys would stick together. Who knew? Great minds think alike. Well, great, e- great minds think alike. Now. Easy now, you know. Well, so, easy so, now, Smith and Wesson. So I'll say this too. <laughs> Another reason why I was making an argument for the Browns, yeah. because if we're going by the eye test, we can't forget about what this defense means and how this defense is. They do have the ability to shut down people. Sure. But I get it. How Joe Flacco actually looked at the quarterback position. They can actually pass the football now, y'all. Yes, they can. They, they can pass. Yeah, can y'all yeah, believe yeah, that? Yeah, so, yeah, but before they could throw it, now they can pass. So is this not going to be like a Florida State situation because he's playing well? You know, given yeah, nah, this is different. Their backup quarterbacks a lot better than Florida State. You talking about you talking about the guy that went and won a Super Bowl, and we're comparing him to the Florida no, State. No, I'm just asking the question. I'm, I just how's yeah. the committee? You know, yeah. Well, you can ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't ask me silly questions. Yeah. It's well, not a silly question. Now. He had a good game. Don't get game. don't get testy. <laughs> Didn't the Florida now. State uh, backup have one good yeah. game too? That's true. No, he didn't. We're no, not comparing. Yeah. Joe Flacco yeah. to the backup of Florida State. Who played North Alabama. Not, that was not literally, seven. Harry, but I'm saying when, when we, if we're doing this the same exercise. I right? know, but you got to listen. But this is, this is what you have to consider. We're talking about a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how long so, ago was that? It doesn't matter. Why? It doesn't matter. Still, the way he's, he's playing super, right now, he has he, that experience. People are going to always remember Joe Flacco for winning the Super Bowl because he mm-hmm. won it. Yeah. I got the Browns at six. I got Chiefs at five, Browns at six. I'm with you on that one. Did we just flip flopped it? Yep. Okay. So that so the, that's our NFL selection committee, part of Freddie and Harry, and ESPN Radio. 
Number one, 49er. Number two, the Cowboys. Number three, the Ravens. Number four, the Eagles. Number five, the Chiefs. Number six are the Cleveland Browns. What say you at Triple H? Say ESPN 888-729-3776. Shannon, you got an issue with our, with our list, our, our producer here? Well, you, you said Browns at six? Yeah, Browns at six. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did we not? Because I was screening calls. Did we not make an argument for the team that we had at six? We yeah, did. Did, where are we, we at? We did. So we I shot th- you down, though. <laughs> Wait, we said what? Dolphins. We, we, yeah, we said Dolphins. dolphins. Yeah, we dolphins. never said anything about the Browns. Yeah, no, so, like, you guys talking no, no, about no, the Browns. We're going with the Browns. Let me, let me, let me ask got, you guys look, this. We got the, the Miami Dolphins, you the and Mi- you saw the guy who should be the MVP right now yeah. in the NFL. Shannon, you put the Dolphins Shannon, on that list. Shannon, 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 the Dolphins right now can go out there and beat any Shannon, one of these teams Shannon, in the top Shannon, five. Yeah, you know what? And they can lose any one of these teams in the top five, too, because they lost to the Tinos four and eight last night. Automatic out of the top six. You're by 14 points against a four and eight team. By the way, the backup quarterback. Everybody's allowed. Everybody's allowed a tough loss. The Dolphins were but out there had... playing without four offensive linemen. Oh, stop well, it! Well, well, hold Please, on, Shannon. On Just now. wait a second. So you have to consider mm-hmm. that they're not playing with their starting offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. That can hurt them down yes, the stretch. Exactly. You, with the committee, which is omnipotent, can look at these things and say <laughs> they wouldn't be the same. They're not the same team. Even when they had the offensive line, they were still struggling to win those kind of games. Well, but that's my point. Again, that's my point about, yeah. yes, you can say the offensive line not being there. They uh, might not be. Listen, Joe Flacco had one good game. Are we sure he's going to have another good game? Two, two good games. Are we back. sure he's going to keep stacking these? Uh, put it this way. I'm a lot more sure of that than the Miami Dolphins winning a close game against a team that's on the same level, or in the case of the Tennessee Titans, three levels below them. I'm pretty confident in that. Are we forgetting that Will Levis is a rookie quarterback? I pointed that out. Did y'all forget that? I pointed that Will Levis. Rookie quarterbacks are tearing in the league up this year, right? C.J. Stroud, Tommy DeVito, um, Will Levis. Two, three. You know, Anthony Richardson before he got hurt. Uh, These rookie quarterbacks are doing their thing. It's a new league. But but, but here's the thing. You guys sound so silly. (laughs) Yeah, they they do. We were talking about the Miami Dolphins and potentially having a number one seed. Mm -hmm. And you let a rookie quarterback come into your home when you're up 14 points with four minutes to go and and you lose that football game? And you let him go 9 of 11 for 132 yards and a touchdown to final 434. Mm. Not Look, in my you, top you, six. Any of these teams, any of these teams right here in the top, that you have in the top five ahead of the Dolphins, mm-hmm. they lose their their best player, their best nine, their most essential mm-hmm. nine quarterback on their team for a long stretch of the game. You see how many wins they going out here and getting. The Browns okay. lost theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson, the, the quarterback. Both, both of theirs. Yeah, exactly. They lost Nick Chubb. Chubb as well. Thank you. No, nah, no, nah, Miles Garrett. We had a caller who said Miles Garrett was the most essential <laughs> player, right? When, when Nick Chubb went it's down, league, people One and no mentality. Each each weekend and week out, it's a different mentality. One and no mentality. We'll right? put it this way: they better. Tell Point Dexter, head coach, to make adjustments the next time. You got a 14 point lead. It was four minutes to play in the fourth quarter because of Mike McDaniel. He said, hmm, I got a running game. I'm going to forget all about that. Hey, Tua, go win that game without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that landed well. I bet you Tua's wife wanted to call Mike McDaniel and say, Will you let my boy just handle the football? So he can win this damn game. Holy disrespect in the league MVP. Hey, Tua took, took a nasty hit MVP. too last night. He took a hit that I was like, Man, you got to get down and slide, yeah, boss. I wonder if he's, if he's, his availability. No matter what the Jets look like, that's going to be a little compromise. As fast as he is, how fast can he play at the level that he's used to for how long? Based on last night's injury, it comes to Tyreek Hill in Miami. Well, I would say this: if I'm Mike McDaniel, I want to protect Tua as much as possible because the Jets have a guy named Bryce Huff who's playing crazy football. No doubt, they got two corners. Like, <laughs> 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 that that Reed and that Sauce Gardner guy, and you don't want to deal with those guys in the cornerback position. 
for the New York Jets. Ed in Michigan, thanks for hitting us up. Part of the Freddie and Harry show here on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Ed, our top sites, according to NFL Selection Committee, 49ers 1, Cowboys 2, Ravens 3, Eagles 4, Chiefs 5, Browns 6. Ed, what you got? Hey, first of all, Shannon, I love you, man, but you can't put Miami in that top five or six. God bless I, you. I don't think they beat anybody with a winning record since Don Shula was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Obviously, you haven't been to South Beach. <laughs> I'm going to San Francisco. Uh-huh. I'm going Dallas number two. And the only reason I'm taking them above the Ravens is because uh, I love Lamar, but the dude crumbles like a slinky against a good defense. Ouch. I know he beat Cleveland early in the year, but historically the dude crumbles. Um, actually, number four, I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Because defense travels, and that defense can play anybody on any field. Five, I'm going to put Philly. Okay. I like That's my five. It. Okay, that that works for me a little bit. By the way, the Browns defense starting to show some – some cracks in the in, in, on the surface because Jacksonville did put up 27 points on them on their home field. But you're going to have those games every once in a while in the National Football League no matter what side of the ball you're on. Yep. No doubt about that. Dustin in Virginia, our top six in the NFL Selection Committee and Freddie and Harry, 49ers one, Cowboys two, Ravens three, Eagles four, Chiefs five, Browns six. Dustin, let's say you. Uh, I got the 49ers um, over my Cowboys at one. I got my Cowboys at two. Um, I want to put my Cowboys at one, but I got them at two just because they beat my Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got at three. I got the Ravens. Okay. Uh, four. I got the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I trust them. I believe in that defense more than and I, uh, than Philly, and that's why I got Philly at five. Mm-hmm. But here, you said my Cowboys. You talking about how to? Uh, the, we barely beat the Seahawks, but the Ravens barely beat the Rams, and we dog walk the Rams. I just want to let you know that. Atta boy, Dustin. My new my new hero. Dustin of Virginia. Dustin, ain't nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, be ki- don't be killing my argument, Dustin. <laughs> oh, we're pulling that card out, are we? <laughs> no, nah, that's, a, that's a good job by Dustin. That's a good job by... Look, I knew that, but I wasn't going to bring it up for my argument. I don't blame you. You're the, you're the ultimate defense lawyer. It doesn't matter what you believe. It only matters what you can prove. <laughs> Heath in Florida, our top six in the oh, Freddie Harry NFL Selection Committee. 49ers 1, Cowboys 2, Ravens 3, Eagles 4, Chiefs 5, Browns 6. Heath, what you got? Man, I got to go with the 49ers at 1. They're just looking great. The Cowboys 2, Ravens 3, and I'm going to get chastised for this, but I got to have the Chiefs at number 4. Okay. Um, You look at their last two games, the last two games. You never want to say the refs cost them. But, look, it comes down to two plays, two P.I.s that should have been called, and then um, that one, that boneheaded play by the receiver. <laughs> you know, It's true. My wife said, don't call him a bonehead. I said, fine, he was a football bonehead. She goes, I think that's a little better, but you still call him a bonehead when it comes to Kadarius Tony. But here's the point that, that he made. I'm not going to chastise a team that I look at it and say, all right, Y- y'all better make sure they don't get that number one seed in the AFC when it comes to the Chiefs. Because even with all the quote-unquote wide receiver issues have they've had so far, if they have their number one seed in the AFC, I don't trust anybody in the AFC to go into their place and beat them because I don't think the Chiefs are going to beat themselves anymore the rest of the season. I'm, I'm just to the point now with the Chiefs, and I, and I thought at some point that these wide receivers were going to get it together. Man, you still have the drops in this game. You have the bonehead played by Kadarius, Tony. And can we stop saying – 
at referees should give them a warning, give them grace? Why, why do they have to? That's we're, talking about a, we're, talk, we're talking about a grown man mm-hmm. that's getting paid to do a job. Mm-hmm. Lining up correctly is part of your job. Yeah. Why, why do you have to get a warning to yeah. do what you're supposed to do? Put it this way. The best thing for the NFL, what happened to Kadarius Tony? Watch. Watch games more this weekend where guys can get their line and they're going to point to the ref. Am I good? And then he's going to get the yay or the nay. And they're going to be having guys probably lined up. If Kadarius Tony's going to be that pioneer in modern day football, then that's what's going to happen. It's like saying someone's walking around with me 24 hours a day warning me to do great things, warning, warning me to do the right thing. <laughs> I get uh, it. I don't need nobody sitting beside me to warn me to do the right thing. Especially when it says wide receiver, two things. One, catch the ball. Two, line it properly. Yeah. Which is something that Kadarius Tony has not done a lot this year for the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> in 2023. How would you rank the four best teams in the NFL? We'll take your calls in about 20 minutes at Triple H, say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. How would you rank the four best teams in the NFL? You'll get a chance to be heard in 20 minutes right here on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. The Giants are not in anybody's top six. That doesn't mean that they could be a team to be reckoned with the rest of the season. We'll talk about that next. You keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Well, you know we had to play Uptown Anthem by Naughty by Nature from New Jersey. For now, the Prince of New Jersey, Tommy DeVito, quarterback of the New York Giants, because that's what we do on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You heard the call from WFAN about Tommy DeVito, 3-1 and one as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Can't wait to talk to Jordan Renan, ESPN New York Giants reporter, about that. Hit him on Twitter at Jordan Renan. Also, don't forget to let us know your top four teams in the NFL. We gave you our top four, 49ers, Cowboys, Ravens, Eagles. How would you make the four best teams in the NFL? Your calls in 10 minutes at 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, back in New Jersey. Jordan, what has this been like, seeing Tommy DeVito doing this and the Giants playing like that and being 3-1 and one since he became the starting quarterback in the last four games? What it has, hey, what's up, guys, first of all? Uh, happy holidays, everybody. What it has done, it's created a hysteria. There's like a Tommy DeVito craze going on here, and the reason is not because I don't think anybody's, you know, convinced that Tommy DeVito is the future franchise quarterback of the Giants. It's, a, it's, it's something fun in what was a completely lost, disastrous season. Remember, the Giants were 2-8, uh, and eight, right? 2-8. and eight. Uh, you know, this season was was a mess. Nothing was going right. They're on their third string quarterback. You remember they blew that game to the Jets? Uh, what was that? The last weekend of October. Mm-hmm. And the, the the thought process was they don't trust Tommy DeVito to even throw the ball. He can't throw the ball. What are we even doing here? He shouldn't even be on the roster. Who's next in line? And now here we are, what, four weeks later? And uh, we got a nice little story going. And what Tommy DeVito has done He's proven he belongs in the league. Like well, I don't, I don't think ultimately anybody knows what he's going to become. But at the very least, he's proven he deserves a spot on this roster next year with an opportunity to compete for at minimum the backup job, and we'll see where the rest of the season goes from there. So, with the recent success of the Giants, how does that play into into their uh, draft position? If they had a high draft pick, do you think they would have taken a quarterback? And they still have a chance to, or is it going to be another position in your your eyes? Yeah, when we spoke to Joe Shane during the bye week, he mentioned doing research recently 
on the 2018 first-round quarterbacks. Now, mm-hmm. if he's sitting there doing research on first-round quarterbacks in the history of, like, you know, how many of those guys were successful, how many are still in the league, how many are still starters, how many are still in the same spot that they were drafted, mm-hmm. like, that means they were obviously contemplating, okay, we might be in position here to draft a quarterback. So I still think it's in the realm of possibilities, but where do they pick? You know, right. who's available? Because here's the problem, right? Uh you you can't bank on Tommy DeVito at, at this point at any you know no matter how the season ends to be like okay we're going to build our team around him right and then you have Daniel Jones the problem with Daniel Jones is let's forget for a second there's still probably a debate on how good he is as a quarterback right you know on the field but are you really going to build your team around a quarterback right now who has two neck injuries and is coming off a torn ACL uh, that's a tough Think so you you want you guys want to stake your career on that? <laughs> no, nope. I wouldn't if I if I were Joe Shane, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, a quarterback is still in the realm of possibilities. And remember, Joe Shane was with Brandon Bean and and those guys, and Brian Dable also was there in Buffalo. They end up with the number seven overall pick, getting uh, what was it the the third or fourth? I think it was the third quarterback, right? It went Baker Mayfield, uh, then Sam Darnold, and then number seven overall in that draft. When Josh Allen. <laughs> Great stuff by Jordan Renan, ESPN New York Giants reporter. Hit him on Twitter, Jordan Renan, joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Based on what you're telling us right now, if Tommy DeVito keeps this up, whether the Giants make the playoffs or not, because this offense looks markedly different and markedly better ever since that he became the starting quarterback beyond what Tyrod Taylor's not able to do and Danny Jones before his injury happened. What kind of potential quarterback competition could it be if this keeps up from Tommy DeVito this year next year? At the very least, he's in the running for you know the backup quarterback. I, I think I think that that he's earned. He's proven like he could play in this league. He's made some big time throws down the field yesterday. I think what we saw, and a lot of people probably didn't realize until you sat down and watched the game, because you didn't know much about Tommy DeVito. I know he played mm-hmm. uh, ultimately in the Big Ten this final year in Illinois, and he also played in the ACC at, at Syracuse. But not many people were watching Tommy. DeVito. He's actually a pretty good athlete too. Sure, like he can move. He's got he's got some shake in him too. Like. Dude, He's a better athlete, I think, than, than most people probably had, had, had even envisioned. So I, I do think he's going to get an opportunity to compete. I don't know. It's hard. They invested a lot of money in Daniel Jones. If he comes back and he's healthy, it's hard for me to think that they're not going to give Daniel Jones an opportunity, right? This year was a mess for Daniel Jones. Yeah. But if he's there and they don't draft a quarterback high, it's hard for me to think. I, I, like Maybe Tommy DeVito can go in there and they'll have a slightly open mind. I mean, but he would need to finish this. It would need to be like uh, Tom Brady style, where he's just so good when, when Drew Bledsoe – remember, he came in for Drew Bledsoe at the mm-hmm. time. Yep. And he would have to be so good. And Drew Bledsoe was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at that, at, at that time. That he would just have to be so good that they couldn't possibly say, you know what, we were going to go back to Daniel Jones. And, and really, he would have to probably win out and make the playoffs in order to get to that point. So the Giants are currently five and eight. If Daniel Jones was the starting quarterback at this moment, do you believe that record would be the same, better, or worse? It would probably be similar. I think it would be about the same. I mean, aside from, first of all, Green Bay's a, they've been playing well, but they're still a team with a losing record. Their other wins are against Washington twice, who Daniel Jones has owned in his career, New England and Arizona, who are two of the worst teams in, in the league. So, Yes, I do, and, and Daniel Jones is the one who beat Arizona, and he played great in the second half of that game. Uh, so I do think it, it would probably be the same. 
maybe it would be a little better. The offensive line is in markedly better shape than it was earlier in the year when Daniel Jones was playing. Because if they, you take Andrew Thomas out of there, who's their all-pro left tackle, mm-hmm. like it creates a massive hole. Justin Pugh wasn't there. Tyree Phillips, like three-fifths of those guys weren't even playing when Daniel Jones was playing. And then, and then the center, John Michael Smith, was hurt part of that time, too. So four-fifths of that line essentially was out. Uh, so, yeah, it makes a difference. But also consider this. Tommy DeVito's having this, this success. Right, you're a wide receiver in this league. What are the Giants' weapons? Like, what's he really even playing with at this point? Yeah. There's no number one receiver. There's no high-end tight end. Darren Waller's injured. Like, their receiving core is not very good, and he's having some success. So you got to give him a lot of credit. But Daniel Jones, he dealt with that last year as well. Same thing. You know, so I don't know. They'd be about the same. I don't know if that, that's probably an indictment more than anything on Daniel Jones. No doubt. 30 seconds left because all this success of Tommy DeVito has kind of reduced the elephant in the room, and that is Saquon Barkley and his future. What are your thoughts about being paid or not being paid by the Giants once 2023 is over for him and Saquon Barkley? Well, that franchise tag, Harry, I mean, Freddie just hangs over his head. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. You can't take him away from this offense. I think the Giants have to find a way to make it work and you know do it on what they think is uh, financially reasonable or fiscally responsible because you can't take him away from this offense. They need weapons. It would be tough for them to – uh, decrease their weapons. And Saquon Barkley, let's be honest, if he wants to stay in New York like he says he does, his leverage just keeps going down and down as he gets older. You know, had another injury this year. I just think there's a way that they're going to they're gonna find a middle ground and get it done at some point. He is Jordan Renard. Does a great job to ESPN New York Giants reporter. He is an FOS friend of the show. And hit him on Twitter, Jordan Renard, joining us here on Freddie and Harry, talking about the Prince of the City, known as Tommy DeVito on the Prince of New Jersey, and his success and how that's going to continue, if that's going to happen. Great stuff, Jordan. I'll talk to you soon. Put those fingers in the air. Put those fingers in the air. Oh, God, believe me. (laughs) Ha, ha, it's Tommy DeVito, baby. Jordan, as soon as you said that, (laughs) Christine Lisi, Devin Kane, and Harry Harry does all foul Julian and put their fingers up in the air because that's what Tommy DeVito has done in the tri-state area. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate you, brother. It's fun. All right, have a happy holiday. <laughs> it sounds good. Jordan Bernard was here on Freddie and Harry. Thanks to Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle your motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you got to do is visit Progressive.com. Are you guys okay back there? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. It's a, he's got his Giants polo on today. Now, now it's time for the Giants to make the playoffs. All right, here we go. You, you know if they make the playoffs and your team, the Falcons don't. I do not want to be around for that bloodbath between you, Devin <laughs> King, and Shannon Penn. I do not want to be around for any, any part of that. Good luck beating the Eagles twice. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Good luck to you trying to rank the four best teams in the NFL. I'll top four because we do it each and every week. Starting last week, the Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee. We have the 49ers one, Cowboys two, Ravens three, and Chiefs four. How would you rank the four best teams in the NFL? Let us know right now. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to make sure that you are heard next on Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Sometimes you just never know what you're going to start when you put something together. We started the Freddie and Harry NFL Selection Committee last week. We decided to make it week number two, ranking the four best teams in the NFL. And all hell is broken loose, courtesy of the phone lines at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. How would you rank the four best teams in the NFL? Our top four, 49ers one, Cowboys two, Ravens three, Eagles four, 
Chiefs and Browns on the outside looking in, and five and six, respectively. Jay in Houston, how would you rank the four best teams in the NFL? Well, um, I don't agree with the list, first of all. Let me start off by saying that but this, this, the, how I would rank them is, okay, I'm going to give you the 49ers. But then the Ravens, uh, Cowboys, and, and um, the Eagles. Now, the Ravens, in a few weeks, is going to prove that everybody, when they face off head-to-head against the uh, 49ers, that they are the best team. And it's a reason why, uh, Freddie, with your eye test, have you been really looking? You know Lamar's 19-1 and against the NFC. That's not by happenstance. The thing is, he it, – it, listen, they don't know really how to play Lamar. They don't know how to play him in the NFC. That's why he dominates that, that conference like that. And as far as, like, great ends, you got Bosa and, and Chase. The AFC North, is that's all they have in the AFC North is great, great ends. So he's used to that. But they in the NFC, they aren't used to his style of play. But he's definitely used to their style of play. Jay, he, so, Jay I'm not saying you're wrong, brother, but he ain't used to that, that kind of defense of the 49ers. They don't just have defensive ends. They got linebackers. They got defensive linemen. They got secondary. They got safeties. It's accurate to say about facing that kind of style in that division with the Steelers and T.J. And Watt and those guys and the Cleveland Browns and the Bengals. But those ruffians, <laughs> those bloodthirsty 49ers, those bloodthirsty Pirates are good at all three levels. You're right about in the past. But we'll see when they play each other on Monday Night Football, the Ravens and 49ers, not too far down the road. I think what I like about both of those teams, when you look at the makeup of them, at the end of the day, both of those teams, they want to play physical football. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be one of the most exciting things when it comes to that matchup. On top of now Lamar Jackson has those weapons, and we know Brock Purdy already had those weapons. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be in the making for a dynamic showdown. Yeah, by the way, that game involving those two teams, I- I've circled that date for later on this year when those two teams get what, together. What, what day is that one? I think it's next Monday. I'm looking it up oh, right now. next Monday? Let me look up just to make sure. I don't want people at, no, it's not that day. It's this day. You know, I want to make sure. But yeah, Monday, December 18th, that's Philadelphia, Seattle. That's this upcoming Monday night. Week 16, the Monday night football game is going to be Baltimore, San Francisco on Christmas night, 8.15 Eastern time on ABC. Christmas night? Christmas night, 8.15 on ABC. Man, I'm going to be on that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be on that wine and that tequila, too. Oh my both Lord. of them. Hide the women and children. Look out for Lord have mercy. I'm on both of them. Yeah, by the NFL can't have the NBA have nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I mean, you got Vegas, Kansas City, Giants, Philadelphia, Baltimore, San Francisco, three games on Christmas Day. They are not letting anybody have anything on any kind of day when it comes to the NFL. Phil, in North Carolina, how would you rank the four best teams in the NFL, my friend? Um, I'm going to agree with y'all's top six and uh, hear me out here, but this is hard for my brother, but I got to drop my Dolphins all the way down to about number nine or ten. That offensive line, the defensive line that they've got coming up the next four games. So I'm going to say, hey, from my call last week, I concede, I apologize, and plead insanity. It was <laughs> I'm, I'm giving up. <laughs> Phil, I, I, I admire you, man, and, and I appreciate that. You're a stand-up gentleman. We need more out here like you, Phil. Amen. And we appreciate you listening to Freddie and Harry. Amen. And taking the time out to call us to let us know how you really felt, man. Put it this way. This is a fluid list. 
We can have an entirely different top four. Next top week. Top six next week. Yeah. That's the beauty of the NFL. One week, you're, hey, hey, next week. <laughs> that is the beauty of a league that even if the quality of play is not up to Tom Brady's standards from what he's used to, it's still the biggest, baddest thing going. Like Ric Flair used to say about him, Woo! when it comes to the National Football League. Robert in Maryland, how would you rank the best teams, the top four best teams in the NFL, my friend? Uh, thank you for taking my call. I love your show. Appreciate you. I got the I got the Niners number one. I got the Ravens number two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the Cowboys, but they historically fold in December. So I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs at number three. All right. I'll put the Cowboys at number four. All right. So here, here's my only argument, Robert. Like. The Chiefs are two and four in the last six games. One and three since the bye. And, and I understand that a few plays here and there, they probably would have won those games. But we can say that about just about every team in the National Football League as well. Maybe it's me, but and I'm saying this a Cowboys fan. I have a lot more blind faith in the Chiefs figuring this out than the Cowboys not folding. I hate to say that. Well, but, but because of because of past history, absolutely. That's what, yes. that's what consistency d- do for you, though. It, it allows yes. you to think that way. Yes, exactly. And, and each year is not like the other. But I just look at that and say, man, y'all better hope Kansas City keeps not figuring this out <laughs> because if they do, I don't see anybody going in their building and beating that team in the AFC. No matter how good the Ravens have been, the Browns lately, Dolphins, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. If Tyreek Hill is going to look like that. What does that mean for his quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.